All right. So today I'm here with Megan Bowen from Foundations Church. And uh, Megan is kind of the chief everything officer at Foundations Church. Uh, but in particular, she oversees their kids ministry and women's uh, ministries. So really excited to uh, have Megan on here today. Uh, and Megan, uh, you planted Foundations Church in 2015. But before that, could you kind of share a bit about your background and what got you called into ministry and doing a church plant in particular? Well, my husband, <laughs> um, just following my husband. So we met on the mission field in Mexico. We're just both passionate wow. about ministry. He, at the time that we started courting long distance, um, had just taken his first ministry job at a church plant. And so he kind of learned that church plant um, scenario and size. And then we were there for four years. He moved on to a large church in Colorado. So then we got the big church experience and then felt mm -hmm. called to plant our own church. So thankfully had a little experience in that. So it was really just following the call of the Lord. Um, I am, I was a teacher before I decided to stay at home and homeschool. And so we worked a little bit together at the large church in Colorado. I was his admin assistant. So we learned how to work together in that church environment. But really when God called him to church plant, um, we just obeyed and started. And yeah, by default, when you're a church plant, you usually can pay like one salaried person and then all the extra gets put on the wife or other people who are willing to help. So yeah, that's why I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, it's great to uh, hear that and, you know, great to see you and your husband so involved in the church and, uh, you know, having a wide variety of experience there before planning foundations. So it sounds like you worked in a larger church, smaller church, did some mission work uh, and have a teaching experience. I'm curious what things about planning a church are similar to like the large church environment? Uh, yes. And then the small church environment as well. Like what are a few things that are really similar, but then different uh, between each of those roles? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. So one of the things that is different is you don't have support staff. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. So when we're, when you're a church plant, you just have to figure it out yourself. Um, I don't have an IT guy to call when I can't figure out how to get my digital curriculum onto a TV. And that was what left me so frustrated. So I have no help. You're often just doing things because there's nobody else, whether it's your skill set or not. Um, so that's different. The same, you still have a lot of the same expectations. You still have to produce quality children's ministry women's ministry, all the different events. Um, so there, there's still a lot of that same weight. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. There's obviously for my husband, just the weekly things of presenting a sermon and not having staff, but still having a lot of the same things to do. So yeah, yeah a lot of similarities and differences. <laughs> Absolutely, I'd imagine, and the same uh, same mission as well. All those all those different scenarios. Uh, so that's awesome. And uh, you mentioned you're a teacher. Were you a teacher in like a K twelve environment? Like, what was kind of the education environment? How did those skills help in your, uh, you know, kids ministry teaching? Oh yeah, 
that absolutely helps me. So I was a high school math teacher in the public school setting for three years. Then I moved into the private school setting. And then when I stepped down to just be more, to ha- when I had kids to not work full-time, that's when I went into the church setting and it was kind of a part-time staff member with my husband. And then now I'm, I'm just holding lots of jobs. I'm full-time at home with five kids. But as far as teaching, I mean, that's absolutely Um, you know, communication skills, public relations skills. And then of course, within the children's ministry um, classroom setting, I mean, classroom setup, curriculum analysis. So just choosing the right curriculum and how to implement that, how to communicate with parents. So definitely those skills were the Lord's leading in my um, career choice, even before I knew what it would look like years down the road. Yeah, absolutely. That it is really helpful to have a range of experiences there. Mm-hmm. As, you know, you are doing a lot as a church plant. And speaking of, you know, doing a lot, uh, I'm sure there are like lots of different priorities where there are some things where it's like, hey, we'll save that for later. And then that's on fire. So I'm going to go put that out right now. Uh, so absolutely. When- <laughs> what uh, kind of things took precedent when you started your plant? Like what were the you know, top things to focus on and how did that evolve to like, what are your top priorities like over the next 12 months? Yeah, that's a great question. So when we were starting, I mean, we literally started with, I think 30 people and then my husband and I, oh, wow. so we obviously can't jump into women's ministry, men's children's, we can't start with all that. So our phrase that we would always tell ourselves was that we were not going to start something until we could start it well. And so when we started, we did Sundays and that was it. And within Sundays, it was the main service and children's ministry. And that was all we focused on because obviously that's priority. And it was a huge priority of our church to offer quality children's ministry. It always has been, um, you know, we have five kids ourselves. It's just a passion of ours. So as time has progressed, that kind of commitment has continued to guide all of our decisions. We're not going to feel pressured to offer everything a large church offers, and we're only going to start it when we can start it well. So that's why about three years in, we started women's ministry, and we still right now don't have a youth group, which has been when you said, you know, what do we want to start? What are, what's, when we look at the future, what has definitely been a prayer topic is Lord, bring us that right person to start a youth ministry, something um, for that age past our children's ministry, that sixth grade and up. So we're definitely considering that. Um, Getting systems in place has been a big piece of advice too, as we look at growth, just looking at the things that worked as a new small church plant. And then, okay, as we grow, what systems need to save us time on the administrative side? So getting more familiar with planning center, things like Playlister to make just everything easier. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is super, super helpful, Megan. So thank you for sharing. And a couple, couple different questions came to mind there. So uh, one, you know, love the idea of like, we're not doing anything until we can do it well. Uh, mm-hmm. How are some, what are some key signs to your, ready to you know do something uh because it's obviously you know you you want to you know go for everything you can but uh doing it well is very important to succeeding so what are some kind of boxes you check to make sure you can do something well before you know like setting out to find the person for it yeah good question um for one the need and the lord has definitely made 
it clear when there is a need. And some of these things there wasn't a clear need for. So that has helped. So then once we see the need, um, we would always just start praying about it. And I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but really the Lord has just answered it. Like we recently saw a great need for kind of that older widows group. And mm-hmm. suddenly it's like, wow, we have a bunch of older widow ladies. And I know, Lord, it's not something I can take on, but you have to speak to someone. And it was like within a month that someone came forward and said, the Lord has been putting this on my heart actually for years and I haven't obeyed and I see the need. And so we start a small group specifically to that older women's group. So there's been a lot of trust. I don't know if there are boxes to check off. And I think that's the hardest part about church planting is in every church, it's going to look different in every ministry. And um, we have gotten ourselves into nothing bad, but just a couple times where we have launched into something where we didn't quite have the right person. It's like, okay, now we have to back out of that. So I think it's just been a lot of prayer and patience and waiting till the Lord brings that right person. And yeah, there are no boxes to check. It's just discernment and prayer. Absolutely. I mean, that's all you need most of the time. (laughs) So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that a really good advice there because that is, you know, kind of uh, the main things to rely on as you're you know, taking a leap of faith and starting a church plan and uh, scaling mm-hmm. that up. So, yeah. And then uh, one thing, you know, fast forwarding a bit to, you know, right now, as you mentioned, like looking at systems, what have been the most helpful like systems? And it doesn't just have to be technology. It could be like a volunteer right. system. Like what are the most helpful systems you've kind of implemented uh, at foundations? Yeah, I think putting people well, let's deal with technology first, because that has been a huge one. I think when we started, you know, it was really easy to just order those little sticky tags to check kids in and write it down and keep files of paper if we wanted to know who had come and look back over them. And so technology has been huge to start getting familiar with planning center and different things. And I am not a technology person and neither is my husband. So there has been a lot of just, okay, this is important. Take the time to learn, utilize um, automatic check-in systems, things like that. But the other side of it has mostly been people raising up people to run different ministries, different groups. My husband's great at not being a micromanager. So really letting people run with their area and letting them help. And if they can do it, He always says, if they can do it 80% as well as you can, let them do it because we can't Mm -hmm. do everything. And so um, another one of his favorite phrases, I think this comes from Craig Rochelle, um, is that you can either have growth or you can have control, but you can't have both. So Mm -hmm. learn to let go of the control a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I I like that. I'm going to steal that. Uh, The growth or control cannot have both and you know um, when you are finding someone to you know take ownership of something if you've you know really put the time into finding the best person they're going to be even better than you uh since it's going to be not only weight off your shoulders but you'll see them do even cooler stuff it's like oh wow that's awesome uh yeah so yeah and you know i'm i'm curious what are some almost like uh, ways you find people like to volunteer to help out 
uh, you know, on the new initiatives at your plant? What are, you know, the main ways you attract those, especially as a younger plant when you don't really have like a big congregant base to like say, hey, volunteers, like how do you go about finding those people? Oh, goodness. That's the question of the, the year, right? Like, how do you find volunteers? I think that you have to present your ministry as attractional and for one highlight the volunteers that you have so we do a lot of volunteer highlights um, volunteer appreciation that is by far our most expensive event that we do every year I mean we just spoil our volunteers get food catered so I think that is huge like just the volunteers you have making them feel important making them understand the purpose not just the duty behind their role. You know, you're not just standing at the door handing out the notes. Your, your purpose is that you are greeting and you are, um, you know, being that fresh face to that newcomer and so much more of what they do, elevating it. Um, and then I, I don't know, I, I think we have a pretty heavily involved church. I would think that that's a big part of it just the way we present those ministry opportunities, but we always, I mean, we have a couple of lacks and, you know, those, those slots in the monthly rotation, I'm like, okay, got to get that filled. So I think like most churches, we're always needing more volunteers, but I think we do have pretty good volunteer involvement because we appreciate and highlight the volunteers we do have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that is uh, really good to note. Like, Hey, uh, before you start looking, you know, for more volunteers, like, are you showing appreciation to the ones you have? Like yeah. Lots of it. Are they, you know, your church's heroes? And are you letting them know that? Uh, so that that is super, super awesome. And love the idea of, you know, going all out and the catering. What do you usually cater uh, for those? Like, Well, we're, we're down here in South Louisiana. So Cajun food is what everybody loves. So awesome. we get a Cajun restaurant and he brings in meats and uh, crawfish etouffee. I don't know if you know what that is. Oh, yeah. But Okay. Yeah. A Southern thing. I didn't know what that was before I moved here. Um, so Cajun food and we, you know, do games and raffles and hand out gift cards. And so it's fun. Awesome. Well, yeah, that sounds like a great time. So yeah, a bunch of super, super helpful advice or in uh, tips here, Megan. So thank you so much for sharing so much with our partners. Uh, and then I'm kind of curious because you're in the room, one of the rooms where you use Playlister, see it behind you there. Yeah. Uh, how is Playlister helping at your church and what were you like doing before Playlister? Why did you uh, get Playlister and how has that kind of changed things for you? Okay. So I was telling you that I took over again, this role of children's ministry director just uh, about a month ago. And so I had done it when we first launched the church, given it over and took it back over again. So in that time, we had grown so much as a church and we really needed something better. We were ready to invest in a bit more, um, just better curriculum. So what we had been doing, what the previous director had been doing was a lot of DVDs in this classroom, uh, downloading and connecting to a laptop in that classroom, using USB. I mean, there was just kind of a mix of a bunch of different things. So when I took over again, switched curriculums to a digital curriculum and was thinking, how do I actually get this onto the TVs in my classrooms? And I was messing around with a few things. Quite honestly, it was some late nights here at the church, like fighting the tears. This is so hard. And what am I going to do? And I was in a Facebook group and they said, we use Playlister. Playlister. 
And I thought, I have never heard of that, but I'm going to check it out. So I looked you guys up and I'm like, every penny of this monthly subscription is worth the ease. This looks amazing. This is what I need. So I ordered two of them and have since, I mean, I just, I love it. I, I really am not just saying this. I sing playlisters praises now in Facebook groups and to our volunteers. I'm like volunteers, you're going to walk in and all you have to do is touch this button and turn it on. And everything that I just emailed you with the link is going to be on your TV. They're like, really in order? I'm like, yeah. I said, and even this little video on my phone and I'll grab my phone. I'm like, I just recorded this. I can add it and move it around and it can be there. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I just love Playlister. It has made it so easy. Um, like I said, we have two screens right now in classrooms. We just like this week had our opening week in a new kids ministry suite. So all of these classrooms are totally brand new. And we have a new kids lobby that I'm actually going to buy another screen, add another screen. Cause we're going to have a TV there that I'm super excited about that one. Cause that one's just going to be like fun, interactive, um, kids will watch for yourself in class. And we're just going to put fun videos looping on there. And it's so easy because I can literally do it on my phone, add it and it's there. So I'm like, I could come snap them in class, add it to the screen. And when they walk out in the lobby that day, they can see themselves and it's so easy. So yeah, I, I love playlist. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that feedback there, Megan. We appreciate the chance to be able to help at your church. And I really like that idea of like, uh, I was like photo snap loop outside uh, in the lobby. I don't know how many of our other partners are doing that. And, uh, like, I love that idea. So definitely we'll uh, spread that strategy around. But yeah, we uh, really appreciate the chance to help and uh, yeah, we are here and excited to partner with foundations as you continue to grow. Uh, and on the note of continuing to grow, uh, you shared a lot of awesome advice for, you know, folks starting a church plant. Uh, what other advice would you have to share for, you know, really any ministry leader in particular? Oh, goodness. <laughs> what advice would I share? I... I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, God is good and it's just about trusting him, trusting the process. Um, you know, we're, we're a small church plant. We're about a hundred people, but it's the greatest honor of our lives to serve the Lord in whatever he has and um, however he uses us. And so we have just learned so much about personal discipleship and maturing through this process well above anything, you know, in ministry. And so as we personally have just grown closer to the Lord, it's become more of a joy to do ministry in the church. So I don't know if my advice is even so much for church as just us as Christians. And um, it has been such a, a blessing to, to learn from other pastors and ministry leaders who have gone ahead of us. So my husband and I have been really diligent to be under people as well and to be discipled. Um, that mm -hmm. has been huge in our life. So I guess that would be my advice just to, to make sure your own personal walk with the Lord is healthy and growing and nurtured by others. So absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, your own personal, you know, walk with the Lord, there is, you know, something to never lose sight of because, you know, in ministry, especially when you're busy, uh, it can yeah. be easy to feel overwhelmed sometimes. And so always, you know, staying connected, looking about the big picture and all that. Yeah. Uh, it's probably the best advice you can give. So great way to 
uh, close that out here, Megan. And thank you again for chatting so much and offering, uh, you know, hope and inspiration from other partners out there. Yeah, my pleasure.